Hey, now, welcome to a special episode of Tech 411 Live from CES. That's right. We have so much to talk about. Tech 411 starts now. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Welcome to show number 102, and we kick off the new year with a bang, Todd. That's right. We're broadcasting from CES. This is like uh, being a kid in a candy store, Oscar. 2014 International CES Show. Thank you so much for, for CEA, the Michael Mayer Show. More broadcasts if you're making this possible. We're actually here on a Monday. Uh, the show starts on Tuesday. So if you hear cranes or forklifts or uh, speakers being tested out, it's simply because we're in before everyone else. Yeah, we're in and we've uh, been able to walk around. But more importantly, we were invited as press to the unveiled Las Vegas event last night where a handful of uh, products and companies were all thrown into a room and the press got early access. So we got to see a lot of the cool things that uh, are going to be on the floor starting tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, pre-show, 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 if you will. Uh, some products that, from note for yourself. You got there a little earlier before Rob and Pony and myself got there. Uh, I have some of my favorites. What are some of your favorites? Oh, well, I think we're probably going to both agree that the uh, the Parrot mini drone and uh, w was kind of what everyone was looking at. I know there was another drone out there. Which one was that? Well, let's start with the Parrot first. So, yeah, there yeah. are two, two families here. And um, if you're familiar with... Uh, the AR drone. Uh, they are in their second generation. It's your quadcopter that you would see at a Brookstone. And you own one. Or a Best Buy. Yeah, I have the first generation uh, quadcopter. And just like anything else, the technology is truly evolving. And AR drone has come out with a couple other products. Uh, one of them happens to be the mini drone. And the difference here is that the, one of the biggest problems you had with the, your AR drone is that when you crash that thing, and as a guy who knows who's crashed his many a times and maybe it doesn't fly anymore, uh, it really would take a lot of work to get it back into flight mode. This one has multiple fail safes, not just the quadcopters. It also has small, almost cylindrical uh, buffers. That so, for example, if you're going to draw, if you're going to fly your quadcopter into that wall, you would see these round circles that would stop it from crashing and just start really crawling on the wall. Yeah, I was really impressed, but it was really the first thing that I saw that caught my attention because the mini drone was just sitting there hovering perfectly in air. Super steady, super steady. And it, it just blew me away that uh, it was able to do that. And it, they say it's got a piloting mode that's designed for beginners. And um, Kids could actually take this and you wouldn't feel bad because it, would be, you would, it wouldn't be destroying a $300, uh, $400 quadcopter. Yeah, and, the, and it has these indoor wheels, I guess, on each either side, yeah. which was uh, kind of a new innovation where if you hit the ceiling or if you hit the floor, you're, you're not what you said, you're not going to destroy anything because it's kind of built for the beginner. It's built for just running into things, and it won't hurt the device itself. Um, this company, Parrot, has uh, been around for a while, mm -hmm. and they pride themselves on, uh, really, they call themselves a software company, and, and they like to build really great software and algorithms. So 
to see that um, that drone, that mini drone, just balance perfectly, you know it's got some pretty uh, amazing software and algorithms behind it to make that happen. Yes, yeah, uh, super interesting. They also have another, a secondary project um, where it's almost like a tank type uh, of device. Uh, RC cars, as we all remember growing up, uh, were pretty cool. And if you had a gas-powered one, you had a neighbor that had one, those would blow your mind. Uh, but the little tank uh, kind of drone aspect, it just shows that these product lines are becoming more popular and really people are going out of their way to purchase them. Uh, Dollar-wise, uh, uh, the, uh, the mini drone, compared to its uh, father figure, I would say, uh, the AR drone, they say it's going to be a third of the price. Uh, pricing wasn't announced, but one yeah. of the gentlemen said it could be anywhere they're for shooting for a $100 price tag. So Did they say that? That's what one of the ladies told me. Because um, uh, it's so hard to get pricing out of yes. these people, I I just said, give me a ballpark. Yeah. And then the third time I asked her, she finally said, we're looking for a, a, hopefully 100 bucks." Yeah. Well, so that, that pretty impressive. Nice. Yeah, that'd be really nice. So that was exciting. Speaking of drones, and you hear a lot of this throughout the programs, whether it's the Michael Mara Show, Tech 401, and other shows uh, that here are broadcast that are here broadcasting live, uh, there is a company called DGI Phantom, or the company really is called DGI. They have a Phantom quadcopter, and the difference between this quadcopter and your AR drone quadcopter is that this quadcopter is really built for uh, almost high-level cinematography. Uh, Todd, you got a chance to use uh, the GoPro uh, Generation 1 when well, you went to Jamaica, mm -hmm. and that technology kind of blew you away in what that little camera was able to do yeah, un underwater. So this quadcopter takes the technology that people are using on roll bars for GoPro, on their surfboards, but into the air. But in a way, also, much like you mentioned the steadiness of the mini uh, from, uh, from Parrot, uh, the mini drone from Parrot, uh, the 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 steady cam days of having a multi-million dollar feature film and having to have a steady cam on set those days could be gone here in the next four to five years because of this technology where you can take a 1080p camera a steady drone and have the same beautiful shot of going down into a canyon or if you're doing a reality show circling the factory that you're about to give a tour to um, one of these things uh, one or two of these things are going to happen in the next couple of years where uh, more and more people are going to be able to produce higher quality uh, products. And by products, I mean uh, TV shows, movies on a smaller yeah. budget. And if you ever uh, browsed YouTube for some of these AR drone shots, I'm blown away because it's, it is movie quality. Yes. It's the flying into the cityscape that you see in the, at the start of every movie. And the quality is just so amazing. These cameras are amazing. But what's even better is uh, the AR drone or the drone technology uh, has gotten so good that they can make such a great stable shot while being, you know, thousands of feet in the yes. air. Yeah. The and battery I power, though, is still, still something that I think I... I hope could evolve. It has a little bit it, uh, uh, with everything. Yeah, right? with, yeah. Uh, phones, uh, it, our cell phones. God for God's sakes, if you can't charge it uh, when you're in Las Vegas and convention center, what can't you do? Um, because you will run out of juice. But with these drones, back to let's let's say AR drone uh, for all intents and purposes now in my eyes is kind of like your um, RC uh, quadcopter, something fun you could use. Right. These Phantom drones that go anywhere from seven hundred dollars to twelve hundred dollars. 
those drones are the ones that you're talking about for cinematography. Yeah. And uh, the, what was that huge one that was on display? Did you get any info on that? That huge one is meant for major motion pictures. So that is did any price. They, they said they had not released pricing yeah. yet. And by this, I mean you just basically supersize these current ones that we've I seen mean, yesterday. It was like 20 times bigger than any drone I've seen. It was it, huge. I feel like it, it, this, is, and this is where I guess my confusion goes because I don't know enough about movie making or television uh, or how they make television shows. But if you can get the same quality picture, for example, Todd, with one of these smaller drones in the air, then you could, if you had that big cartoon-sized massive quadcopter, it really is all about the type of camera you want to use, right? Right. So why would you use a smaller camera and spend the money on the bigger quadcopter when yeah. you could actually do it with a smaller piece of hardware? Yeah, I mean, we've seen... Is, is it me, or am I missing something? Well, the only thing you're missing is if you're going to do, like, a major motion film, yes. I mean, those cameras weigh a ton, yeah. right? And you're not going to use a GoPro, But the right? tech, some of these but, movies are using GoPros for some of the shots. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is... Again, the, the amateur equipment that's out there is becoming so good. Yes. It's like, why do you need to spend $20,000 for a video camera? Yeah. And, and it, it just depends. Are, what are you filming, and what is your budget? It, but uh, today, the consumer-level video cameras are just so good. You know why the bigger one, and it just hit me right now, is probably worth the price, especially if you're making a motion, uh, major motion picture, is that the battery life would be longer. Right. The battery life would be longer on the bigger copter because it could actually handle more payload. Yeah. And the battery life on the smaller copter that's a $1,200 consumer-grade you know, quote-unquote consumer-grade level, is 20 minutes. So, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big issue. So would be the battery. You, so if you go with the smaller one... You have to take breaks. You're going to need... You're gonna swap have to out have, batteries. Well, you'll just have to have, buy more of them. Yes. So do you want to buy 10 of these things to have them at the ready or just one guy that can go all day? It and just lift? hit me. Yeah, well, I mean, again, those cameras, if you, it depends what you're filming. Yes. But you're going to need that lift. I remember we actually on our YouTube channel, I don't know if you remember this, uh, the Tech 411 YouTube mm -hmm. channel. I know we haven't used it in years. Well, but we got to dust that off. Yeah, the... Uh, there was a video there where my buddy had a helicopter mm -hmm. and we mounted, it wasn't a GoPro at the time, this was years ago, but we mounted a USB camera, video camera, and I took footage from while we were in the air. Yes. And this was before I was seeing any a lot of great footage out there. Now it's everywhere. Everybody's doing this. So it was really cool. It's really cool to just see how technology has advanced and it's gotten so good now that, yeah, if you wanted to do a, a, a low budget movie, you could still get an amazing shot using these drones. And if you didn't tell anybody, they would think you spent a mint just making them. Oh yeah, like you rented a helicopter for that shot? <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Absolutely. Going on to a few other things. I, I noted a few things. There were 3M was there. I don't know if you saw the uh, the multi-touch display. It was a 42-inch display. It looked like a Microsoft Surface table. A lot of uh, multi-touch displays from a lot of different vendors. Yeah. Uh, would would 2014 be the year that that becomes a little more <laughs> the coffee table uh, yeah, that, computer? That, yeah, just because because they're almost convertibles. Yeah. And, I, and the best way to put this is um, if you are for, if you have an iPad or a tablet and you have one of those cases that uh, could either prop up uh, to a viewing angle or lay down, they are taking monitors and they're making these cases do that. Yeah, but big monitors. 
Yeah. Like 32-inch uh, monitors that did do that. Uh, I saw people holding up these giant uh, Windows 8 tablets. They look like, like tablets, they're right? Enormous. They're yeah. enormous. And that uh, was it, I, I was kind of blown away because I didn't even realize that that was still something that was important. Uh, I just don't know what the use case for that is. Yeah, I really don't like it. I mean, unless you're a weatherman yeah. on the TV and you need to... I mean, I think it's great for TV production. Maybe a coffee table. That's where all your kids can play games. No, but that was the Microsoft Surface joke. Of yeah, but that was ten thousand dollars. Yeah, these uh, the guy told me this one was four hundred. I mean, seven hundred dollars. Uh, which one? The LG convertible. Okay. Seven hundred bucks is better than ten thousand. Speaking of LG, they're uh, a big player here at CES this year. A uh, ton of TVs. We got uh, early access just a few hours ago. Mm -hmm. Security tried to stop us, but it turns out our badges uh, were good enough to get and, in. And wristbands. I, I know. Yeah. And I was here yesterday for four hours trying to wrangle our wristbands and badges. And thank God, because these little guys right here, it's so funny because our badges say press, but there's a wristband here that I swear I used to get when I used to go to like my college bars when I was a kid to drink underage. But, but they're like, they might as well be uh, yeah. titanium because when you show this, everything's right. okay. Yeah, but they, they get confused. They call it yeah. in and then they go, okay, you guys are yeah. fine. Clearly we're, not, we're here so. to cover this. Um, but LG, you're right. Back to them. Yeah. Uh, probably spent the most money I've seen so far as far as a set is concerned. Uh, Huge. Because they have the square footage alone to fill, fill a, a, a small, uh, not even a small, small a good sized uh, single family home and their technology that they're really showing off is the 4k television well <laughs> they're actually showing off the 5k television. i saw that 5k television i don't yeah. I, I don't know if that's a marketing plan yet because is that last k for surround sound because <laughs> no. it looked better than no. anything else uh the last the, the extra 1k is because it's not a traditional 16 by 9 aspect ratio it's actually a lot wider and uh, it's actually 21 by 9 okay so um yeah I, i'm a little confused by that because i don't know of any wouldn't that stretch <laughs> everything out that we watch currently i mean it's really really wide yes there the, there is a, a madness to the aspect ratio of 16.9 it, it what it, wait, wait, wait uh dumb things down for uh, myself and hopefully people that are kind of learning about this now yeah. what is your traditional aspect ratio on a tv or what we watch now uh i think that standard uh, was four by three okay um so years was, ago it, yeah that was your traditional television boob for, tube for like the yeah, longest yeah. Okay. time you know so it it was just a little bit wider than it was tall and that's what the four by four is the width and three is is the height so that's the ratio uh between the width and the height and that's your aspect ratio so uh when hd came out 16 by 9 uh some uh brilliant people said this is the ratio that works best with 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 humans with the with your eyeballs okay that's, that will fill your whole perspective so when you look straight ahead, you know, it's a good aspect ratio. A comfortable, this is what it should be. This, this is the prime, yeah. the prime aspect ratio. And, and if, you, if you really want to dive in, it's uh, very similar to that. It's very close to the golden ratio. And oh, if you now, know, now you're getting you, sexy with me. Talk you, to me. If you know what the golden ratio is. I know about is. a lot of good things golden, but not the ratio. Uh, they say this ratio exists all over in nature. And uh, this is just, they say the golden ratio is, is like, uh, we're back, Da Vinci would like, paint all of his things 
using the golden ratio. And, and it's easy to calculate. Uh, you can do it. And it's, it's actually uh, interesting to Google that, the golden ratio, and read a little bit about it. But they say it's like the perfect ratio because it's built in nature and everything. And so th- this 16 by 9 yes. is very close to that golden ratio. To that golden ratio, which is found everywhere in nature. And, and it's just like the perfect fraction. Wow. The perfect number. Okay. And, uh, that, and so there, there's a lot of, you know, the 16 by 9 is just much better for us to watch and get that full view. Okay. Right. Whereas four by three just never was. Yes. Uh, so when you know Sony or not Sony, but LG came out with, I guess the five K, they're adding more pixels to the left and right. They're making it a much wider experience. They're even doing the curved screen. Yes. Uh, we saw a bunch of TVs that have curved screens now, which are pretty effing impressive. Uh, 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 really, if, if you've been to a Best Buy, you're lucky if they have one of them in there. I imagine this next year, this 2014 year, you'll see more and more of them on sale on your retail level. Uh, but when you see them in person, I always was confused and kind of, kind of, you know, eh, curved screen. What is it going to do for me? Once you really see them, you say, "Well, I could probably buy into this." Yeah, but we both kind of were like, "Do, do we need this?" Is I don't this, know if we need this. I, I said that the exact it help same thing with to you. The I, viewing angle. Does, does it, yeah, we don't know. The we curve ratio would be great for a TV set. Yeah. So you're sitting in front of a TV set that's yeah, curved. You're directly in the center. Yes, you know. and you've got images in back of you or your logo or whatever, the, the CBSI, whatever is going to be out there. The more yeah. broadcasting different one logo, whatever it could be. The, what, what impressed me is the size of these OLED 4K televisions. Yeah. Uh, you saw the 105-incher. I fell in love Ooh. with the 98-incher. <laughs> you yeah, fell in love I, with the Yeah, isolate, isolate uh, those. 105 all the way. Uh, and... The reason why I, I and I also as I sat there, prices are anywhere from four thousand to ten thousand to thirty thousand dollars for these television sets, and they'll come down over as the years go by. I said, "Where do you put your hundred five ninety eight inch television? Where do you put it? Where do you put it? Yeah, well, and, I mean, and especially and if it's curved. It, and if I'm looking, really, does that go on the wall? Yeah, and if I'm looking for the uh, for the the goal, the I guess the distance between my uh, my my couch to the television. Yeah, is that gonna is that even good for your vision? Well, not not no, not, not in my cube of a uh, condo. Yeah, or or my town townhouse. Uh, you know these these 4K TVs um, really uh, are great for the for the large, bigger than 70 inch televisions. I don't know uh, like uh, now the ones we have in our house. Yes, uh, I don't think we'd ever notice a difference. You know, well, if, even if it was 4K. But uh, the larger you go, it, the, the more important the that blurry, 4K would be. Yeah, because of the blurry it gets with 1080p. So 4K, you know, quadruples the number of pixels, and so it'll support the bigger screen. So it's going to be great for houses that have movie theaters. It's going to be wonderful. So your home theaters could be completely different than they currently are with the projections. Yeah, but for your smaller TVs, uh, I don't see 4K. Uh, you know, catching on. In fact, it, w- it was mentioned that they're going to sell maybe 500,000 units in 2014. It's still a little early for that technology, but as we witness today, the video game aspect is incredible. On 4K. And watching sporting events is absolutely incredible. Do I want to see a movie in 4K? I don't know. 
because you know we've seen what technology has done when you go 60 frames a second like your, the yes. TV you have. Yeah. It, everything just looks like a bad soap opera to me, and I can't yeah. stand that. For, but so I'm okay with it. You're because, okay? because that's all I know. Like you, that, you that's grew all up I, around yeah, bad yeah, soap yeah, operas. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is what this is what it looks yeah, like. Latino soap operas. Yes. You can relate to. Yeah. But I need. I there's just a. This, I don't. I hate 60 frames a second yeah. when I watch a movie. I hate the interpolation between the frames. I just. There's something I don't like about it. But you know you, too much. But I, I think that's your curse. Well, I think we just grew up in that 24p yeah. or 30p mentality. Maybe the younger generation is growing up with the video games at 60 yes. frames a second. Because I don't Maybe know. I, 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 I notice it. It's not because I'm younger. I notice it. But it, at the, after the first couple of weeks of having it, I said, eh. I just keep it like this. Like I don't even really? know how to change. Yeah, it, it's fine for me. I remember coming. I remember you, like, you hated you it. Yeah. You said I hate your TV. You just You're put, done. It, put it back to thirty <laughs> frames a second. I'm going crazy. And then on the outside, the one thing you could buy into 4K and is, and I think this is something you would, you as a programmer oh, yeah. and, and really someone that uh, that appreciates a nice desktop monitor. Yeah, 4K monitors. Or your home yeah. office, or your office in uh, you know. That's away. what I, that's what I'm saving my money for. I want a 4K monitor because you're you're closer to that screen, and we all love the Retina display on the iPad or the new Android tablets that that has a really high pixel density. Those are great because your eyeballs are so close to it. Uh, the, I, I see 4K catching on in the computer monitors now. You look at the Mac Pro line that was just released, uh, which we haven't talked about yet, but it supports up to three 4K monitors. Apple currently doesn't have a 4K. They're selling one through Sharp, uh, but it, we're going to see in 2014, I think we're going to see uh, a lot of options when it comes to your 4K computer monitors. I think the, the big 100-inch TVs are going to be out of our price range. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, if you if you've got the money to spend, you're looking to build out, you know, the next big movie theater system in your house. I, I, I those are going to be the early adopters to this. I could totally see that. That totally makes sense. Um, one other aspect before we get to some of the other uh, wonderful products we've seen so far is the sheer size of this show that I just want to touch on. Oh yeah. We're, right now we're in the North Broadcast Tower. Uh, we've got some really great neighbors, uh, like uh, Auto Trend is next to us, Motor Week, like all these other uh, CBS, Fox, the Today Show is right behind us. So yeah. we're in a great location. But this is just a central hall. I mean, this is just the North Hall. There's a central hall and there's a south hall. It is huge. And uh, the when when I attended the, uh, you, you missed the, the intro press event. Yes. Because you're busy setting up the studio. Yeah. Um, Someone's got to do it. The first thing that uh, they said was make sure you have a good pair of sneakers because mm -hmm. you will do, you'll walk 20 miles easily trying to look at all of these exhibits. And, a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of yeah. fun. And speaking of uh, uh, that event, I know you weren't at, uh, they were talking about, uh, I don't have his name with me, but uh, he was talking about all the trends. Okay. Uh, that, that, you know, that are going to be in 2014? Yeah, the 2014 tech trends. Tech trends. And uh, just to rattle them off real quickly. Please. Uh, mass customization, things like Cafe Press or 3D printing. Oh, or, yeah. That was you know. there. I saw that yesterday at the Unveiled. Yeah, which one? Where the 3D the, printing? Where 3D printing, where you could, uh, it's basically micro-manufacturing. Yeah, it's all, it's all about, hey, I want to build this. I have this idea. I want to create it. Uh, 3D printing, of course, is only going to get better and better. And I, I see a lot of good business uses yeah. for 3D printing. Uh, Ask Tim Belcher. They just, I think he's on his fifth one. 
Well, look, he's bu- <laughs> he's he's building children's toys, but he does you know, have kids. There are business Makes cases sense. for three D printing, yes. and I've seen it. Uh, my friend runs uh, a research lab, and he constantly needs to 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 create parts that don't exist because oh. he's doing a lot of stuff with robotics and and mechanical parts, and so he will print parts. That's it's a cool. lot cheaper than you know hiring out for that. You just print. Oh yeah, so. and the time the turnaround time. Oh, yeah, exactly. You don't have to wait for UPS to show up with it. And if you mess up, you just print it again. You print out another one. You tweak it. And so there, this is really going to be huge, 3D printing, and, and especially not just for making toys. It's, yeah. there's, there's a really good business use case for that. Uh, the other thing was multidimensional screen expansion. Um, it, what I thought was interesting is they kind of put up all the different screen resolutions. Yes. And they showed an old slide from uh, from 2009. And CES identified there was a gap in screen resolution, uh, screen sizes. Okay. Because they had the smartphone and then it jumped to like TV. Okay. And so, you know, and, and they were showing there was a void and then that void was obviously filled by tablets. Wow. So tablets have filled that void. Now they're looking. And Steve Jobs didn't want to make that. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. I yeah, he turned, that. Or he turned that around. That is wild. He really did. And, and so now what we're seeing is, you know, all of the void has been filled by these, all these screen sizes, but it's actually getting smaller and larger. So things like smartwatches and those kinds of wearables. My um, Pebble watch. Yeah. And, and there's going to probably be 100 new products this year, um, probably being announced here at CES. Uh, we're going to see a lot with wearables. And, uh, you know, those are going to have smaller screens. And then we look at, you know, to the, the big end of the spectrum, the Spectrum, the, the 4K TVs are just absolutely incredible. Yeah, if I had, so uh, for example, if I hit a slot machine, and the, the, that's the dummies game, the slot machines, but they are fun to play. Uh, if you hit, if I hit the slot machine for like 100K, let's say that just happened. Yeah. I would buy that 98-inch 4K television. It yeah. looked amazing. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, how much for the floor model? I mean, <laughs> exactly. You guys really want to ship that back? <laughs> I'll just take it off your hands. Time to go. Yeah, so uh, they, they expect smartwatches to reach 1.5 million in 2014. So I really think the, this is going to be, whether it's a gift for someone, uh, you know, Pebble really caught on, was, was crowdfunded, crowdsourced. Super early. And uh, there's a demand for this. There is a demand. Maybe it's the year for Apple's iWatch. Who knows? Uh, but it's definitely we're going to keep an eye on because wearables are going to be huge. We, we've seen Fitbit. We've seen a lot of other companies are coming out with these wearables. And is it more about convenience? For example, I wore your Pebble watch, and this is going to be the douchiest thing I say in 2014 <laughs> so far. I wore, uh, Todd was kind enough to give me a Pebble watch for Christmas, and I, I'm wearing it to the level where I wore it during my workout uh, CrossFit. And usually, you don't want to be interrupted when you're working out, right? You just mm-hmm. don't want to deal with that. But I, but since we were setting up for the show and leaving the day after, it was nice to have the watch on during the workout and see that Mike had called me or I got a text and yeah. s- and know that after the as soon as I was done with my 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 personal time mm-hmm. that I had a little business to attend to. Yeah, and oh. thank you for your gift to me. Were, were these awesome Bluetooth headset? What, which brand was that? Uh, if I'm Jaybird? not mistaken, Jaybirds. The Jaybird, Jaybird the Jaybird X. Uh, I didn't know how great they were going to be, but they had great oh reviews online. God. You're so, loving them. Oh, I love them. I, Good. I, I believe it or not, I've been waking up every morning here in Vegas and working out in their amazing gym. It's huge, and uh, I just plug those things in. Bluetooth. And, Bluetooth it and listen to podcasts. How's the clarity? Fantastic. And what was funny was this is the first time I've worked out and I didn't have a wire on my phone. Yes. So I like was at one part of the gym 
and then I got done with the treadmill and I walked like 40 feet mm-hmm. to, to where the free weights were. Yeah. And, you know, I noticed it started cutting out and I'm like, uh oh, you know, <laughs> these things suck. And then I realized I left my phone back at the treadmill. I was 40 feet away from <laughs> oh my it. God. And I was like, oh my God, I left my phone. So now, because I don't have that wire, that leash yes. on my phone, I just got to make sure to pick it up when I leave. Is it worth, uh, okay, so uh, without being rude or crude, uh, is it worth that freedom to run or have? Is that worth Do the you know $170 price tag? Is well, it worth it? You can get those for much cheaper. Okay. Uh, there's, but this one, these the ones you got me are really nice because they're not large. They're very, very small. Yes. And but, but I don't know how they put a battery in that thing, but they, they last for a long time. But for, I guess I'm, my, my thought process is this. If you're a type of guy that does a lot of work in his office and always has headphones on yeah and or he works out a lot likes to go running yeah. uh, or does is very active but likes to have a companion whether it's a podcast or music is it worth having or spending that amount of money and mind you i say that amount of money because they have the small little beats eardrum phones which are just kind of like the the ones that apple would give you right. those cost a hundred dollars for seventy dollars more for that type of technology that that's is that small is right. it worth it for somebody that might be interested in something like that? You know, when when the thing that I, I really enjoy about these is I can't tell you how many times I've been on a treadmill running and I and my hand accidentally hit the cord and now your phone and goes flying. My phone goes flying. It flops down on the treadmill, <laughs> shoots off at like thirty miles an hour, I and I'm surprised I haven't broke the phone by now. It's yeah. happened multiple times. So just just having, you know, get, getting rid of that leash, I think, is a really good idea. And especially like the those Apple headphones. Yes. They, they never make the cord long enough. But you put it in your pocket. So and, and there are different levels of Bluetooth headphones, but it's just really what you're, I guess, you're going to be using yours for. Right. Because uh, there are cheaper ones. Um, but I, the, my main concern was the quality of the sound because you're going over Bluetooth. Yeah, not hardwired. Yeah, and well, my concern there is the battery life. Yeah. and uh, I, you know, I haven't stress tested these out yet, but the other brand I tried out, you know, lasted about two hours. Okay, uh, these seems to the ones you got me seem to last a lot longer, and which blows my mind. Again, so, bat- battery life is what you want. And right? these wearables that we're talking about here on the show, if that's already on the market, what are we going to uh, discover this week? Yeah, I mean, Bluetooth is really just huge, and it's really the it's becoming this internet everywhere is what they're classifying and all these devices are going to have radios for Wi-Fi, 3G, 2G, Z-Wave, Bluetooth. I mean, there's just these things uh, that we have are just going to be connected to everything. That's what they call the internet everywhere. And uh, I, I think it's it's really cool. We're in a, it, the fact that we're going cordless on so many devices and the fact that Nest is creating you know, smoke detectors that communicate with your thermostat and everything's becoming smarter and it's becoming wireless yeah. and, and connected to the internet. This is actually Rob's VWAX nightmare. Why? Because it's just technology. <laughs> I thought that would be Michael Mara's. Uh, uh, no, no, Michael Mara's not good with technology, but he embraces it. Okay. Rob Spiewak, <laughs> I think, hates everything new. <laughs> if we could go back in a time machine. Man. And Rob, if you ever listen to this, you know that's true. 
This yeah. is the man that looks for record players to buy. I know. He, he wants everything on vinyl. <laughs> yes. We should be recording our podcast <laughs> straight to vinyl and ship it. So true. <laughs> and the last thing was uh, they mentioned in trends was curation and context. The example they gave was uh, Netflix and how they, they do recommendations. And, uh, of course, we're, you know, sensors are the, the new thing, right? Mm-hmm. And. And I remember, I know how you always love the QR code. And I remember I was watching Shark Tank recently and, and some kid was showing his QR code app. Yes. And he had 50 million downloads or whatever. And, uh, and uh, why, am I, why is his name slipping my mind? The, the, who's, our, who's our favorite guy? Uh, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban goes, you know, this, QR codes are dead. It's all about sensors. It's yes. like everything is sensors, accelerometers, things that measure data. And that's what is the future. That's I mean, what's on our badges. There's actual, an actual chip and sensors. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, using NFC yeah. to scan our badges, it's all going that way. And just imagine the example game. Just imagine if if Netflix knew how many people were in the room or how uh, uh, what the temperature of your room was, and you know they could offer different recommendations. If you're worth a group of people, they could offer you up these recommendations over if you're by yourself and it's chilly out, maybe they would offer you like a Christmas movie or something. Oh, like that. So it's about taking all that wow. data, right? And that context Big data. and giving better recommendations. And I thought yeah. that, although I thought or, that was kind of weird. I don't want Netflix knowing how many people are in the room, or but it, it's you, interesting. Or if they can sense you crying or being <laughs> sad. Yeah. And then they, like put, it, on, they, put, on, they put on a happy movie. Like yeah. a Happy Gilmore. Let's cheer this guy up. Up. Yeah, like this. Yeah, you know, or, the code red. Let's ha- cheer them up. Or you've got uh, a date, and it's date night in your home. Yeah, they put on a romantic comedy, and it smells popcorn just freshly yes. popped. And, wow, you know th- this. Or is- if you're like a little Randy, or you're rocking a rager, like it's a don't movie time. Nothing. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know what I mean. I, I uh, could totally see that happening. Uh, let me let me add this to, as uh, we're going into overtime here sure. on uh, on Tech for One live from the 2014 what? International CES show. CES, uh, and this is something that uh, I teased Todd about, but he's absolutely right. In the past, it was the Consumer Electronics Show. And in now, present, and it really has been transitioning for the last five years, that we're not talking about just hardware here. It's hardware and software. So it's really CES is now about hardware and software and the merging of those worlds. Yeah, and it's really, I mean, they have cars here and, yeah. and because they're putting so much technology in the cars. And, uh, oh, what was the Lamborghini we just saw? Oh, my God. If I had the name, I will find it. I'll have uh, it for you on Friday. It's at the Monster booth. Yeah, so there Apparently, are, the cable business is pretty good <laughs> if they've got a Lamborghini that only four have been made. Yeah, so there's four Lamborghinis that have been sold. I think the fifth one actually is in with Lamborghini themselves. It's the new super... It's a supercar Lamborghini. They sold four of them. I think two of them went to the Middle East, and two of them went to the States. One of those four is here. And it looks just just as great as it looked on TV. And you and what I know uh, is that they were at least four million dollars a piece. So for that yeah. to be in a booth, the monster cable business is doing pretty damn good. Security came over to Oscar and said, "Sir, can you put your pants back?" Yeah, on? please. I was like, "Oh my god, look at that guy buffing that thing uh, with his thing." There's so many products that we've seen so far, and uh, they haven't even opened up the doors. The last one I want to remember uh, talk about actually uh, two products actually because. We're both interested in these these kinds of products, and they are the the Smart Cam HD Pro by Samsung and the Drop Cam 
uh, that that you know what we're looking what I'm looking for is security cameras yeah. for the home and I, and I don't want something complicated I just want to plug in hey watch the front door watch the back door you know my neighbor told me someone tried to break into his house the other really? day really and so I, I really oh, want geez. to set up some security cams because now they're so smart they only record they'll actually can record to the cloud and so you can check in your home and see what's going on and they're smart about recording my brother has a, a drop cam in his home right now really and uh, Christmas he pulled up his lobby and he pulled up his home. And I said, well, oh, that cool. is pretty wild. That is wild. A little creepy, but, but wild. That is the new thing is uh, that those, that what great, why pay a, a monthly fee for, for that when you can just set up these Wi-Fi cameras and, and then they only record when it detects motion, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of, I think that's what I'm going to Sm- look in. A smarter technology. Yeah. I want to look into that more. I want to put that into my home, uh, into my office even. Yeah. I've got so much equipment at the new office. And uh, it'd be worth it. It would be worth it just to have that kind of peace of mind. Now, do you know? Because I'm new. I'm a new homeowner, and homeowner. I say that with a, a very loose, uh, as a loose. I use that as a loose term because it's a condo. Do you know that? I think it, if your home insurance goes down, if you have a security system, correct? Yeah, but they're probably looking for the more traditional, like ADT or something. That does seem. That seems antiquated by now. Yeah, it does, but you know, they're, they're ADT doesn't take a picture. Uh, look, and again, look, they're looking. They're they're thinking about you know the fire that'll burn up all your stuff, and oh, they okay. got to replace it. You know, they want that twenty four hour monitoring. So the but the monitoring now is is one for peace of mind and two for, for security. Me. For me, you okay. know, I would love to. Hey, there was a mo- there was motion in front of the front door. You know, was it FedEx, UPS dropping off a package, or, that, or, or, or one of, one of these uh, crazy axes? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's happened. <laughs> it's happened to both of us. Uh, that's that's a use case for sure. Lady, lady, <laughs> leave me alone. That oh. key doesn't work anymore. I've changed the locks. Oh, there was one other product that I that I please uh, am very interested in. I don't know. We can go a little overtime here. It's a special episode. One. Apps of the week, by the way, uh, foregoing uh, these, these couple of weeks simply because there's just too much content and too little time. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back to that after the CES is done. But uh, oh, okie dokies. Oh, I have no idea about so what's, it, a, what's an okie dokie. K I. D-O-K-E-Y-S, okie-dokies. They are a brand new line of wireless smart lock and key solutions. So uh, what I thought was interesting is it, it, these these devices, which are like Bluetooth enabled, uh, you can just walk up to your front door and it'll undo the deadbolt. So, y- you know, like everyone was kind of looking for a solution with the doorknob thing. Yeah. These guys just said, hey, we'll just deadbolt your door. And now when you walk up to it, it just unlocks. And of oh, so can- I, I don't have to put a code into my, my, I, my current lock has a keypad on it. Yeah. I would just walk towards it and it would unlock and it would just unlock unlock automatically and it's same with your garage door and i I thought there was something really cool about that like a proximity sensor yeah exactly so um that's cool and yeah i I think and the other thing is oh someone's going to drop something off at your house yes you can unlock it remotely or give them access to your house so they can come to the door and you go hold on i'll let you in I think that's a lot more secure than giving someone a key or a code that they could copy or, or a code, code. that exactly. they could copy unless you're expiring your code which but that's, most so that's, people are too lazy that's to a little do more that. work yeah 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 you know so, uh, so uh, I used to have a clean lady before uh, I got a girlfriend uh, and <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> well I mean she had to start cleaning um, and I said I said to uh, uh, Rosa uh, my the lovely lady used to come to my my place I said hey um uh, the, your key, your code's not going to work because I'm going to change this. FYI, you know, if we ever do this again, I'm going to give you a new code. 
I didn't change that code for like seven months because I totally forgot to change it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the thing. I've, I've loaned my keys out so many times to different people. Who knows if they made a copy or not? I, yeah. I, so I, I really think securing, maybe that's my theme of the year, is somehow securing the home, whether it's having yeah. cameras, low-cost Wi-Fi cameras, yeah. IP cameras. 200 I, bucks, I, Yeah, way. and you're looking okay. at for the new studio yeah, yeah, that I need some you're IP building. cameras. Those would be great, uh, great for security as well. Imagine using the same cameras that we stream with to also monitor security when you're not there. Yeah, you will see a little of this um, uh, streaming technology built into 2014 more broadcasting and um, with even Ustream. So, for example, say you're at home and you are podcasting these days and you, and you like what we do here, so you listen to our show as well. If you're podcasting at home and you're using Ustream and you want to kind of declutter or, or unclutter your current broadcast setup, you could use IP cameras. Yeah. But they don't have to cost... Uh, six seven hundred dollars the current ones that are on 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 the uh, on the market they can cost 200 bucks right they can cost 150 yeah depends on what you have 1080p as yeah well. 1080p looking beautiful Great quality so we'll see what happens anything else you want to mention before uh, we wrap this up that's it i uh, uh todd's doing an amazing job of chronicling and taking tons of pictures you know and this is where todd and i differ because todd's ballsy uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the guy that says, when it says no photos, no photos, <laughs> Todd's like, no, no, let's just take them. Because you know what? The, the, uh, the best thing you do is ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Todd has really, really uh, take, go, gone out of his way to take some exclusive pictures, and uh, that'll be up on uh, the Tech for One Facebook page. Yep. Um, and we'll do as much video and as much uh, interviews and, and, and uh, really re reporting as we can, not just through this forum, but on the Facebook page as well as a second show that we'll record this Friday to cover the, this week's events. Yeah, well, I, you know, we're just scratching the surface. Yeah. This is a CES, a massive event. So much to see. Looking forward to it. We're going to a couple keynotes tonight. Uh, Intel is, is opening up the, uh, the keynote. Uh, which I which I hear should be pretty good, and uh, I'm excited. There's just so much to do. Kid in a candy store here. Uh, Friday, we'll try to report back uh, all the things that blew our minds. Uh, we'll have a better idea, better understanding of all the new products, and uh, we're definitely going to uh, bring you what we think is going to be the cool stuff for 2014. Perfect. Uh, I couldn't say it better myself. Again, 2014 International CES show live in Las Vegas. A uh, special episode of Tech 411. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. And more importantly, share the show with your friends. Absolutely. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao. This is the sound. This is Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com.